Hey friends, it's Bill. And Danny here with a big announcement. We've launched a Patreon page. For as little as a few dollars per month, you could have access to exclusive content, a chance to win monthly giveaways, an opportunity to join our show, and so much more. It's an incredible way to play a crucial part in the growth of a couple of park hoppers. Head to patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers now and check out the different subscription tiers and what exclusive benefits you'll receive in return. Once again, that's patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Thank you for your support. And, and we'll, we'll see you there. there. Hey, my name is Bill. And I'm Danny. And we are a, a couple, couple of park hoppers. It's been a wild week down here in Orlando. From having the opportunity to do two character meals back-to-back -back days, to Mother Nature altering our plans with family and more, we're going to discuss our experience right now. Let's, Let's hop, hop to, to it. it. I know it's a little bit past my birthday, but I'll still take it. I'll yeah. still take it. <laughs> Happy belated at this point. We are recording on October 5th, but Danny's birthday, we won't say how old she is. She's 21 with a certain amount of years experience. I'm just turned 36. <laughs> okay, so she's 21 with 15 years experience. Um her birthday was on September 29th, so happy birthday. We had such a great day on your birthday. We did. Uh, it was a lot, a lot of fun. Um, Hurricane Ian was here, so that was cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, we're going to have to rewind for a second and yeah. kind of talk about what Hurricane Ian canceled for us. Yeah. But uh, before I forget, huge shout out to Nick. Happy birthday, princess. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> Today, October 5th, is Nick's actual birthday, so shout out to our friend uh, Nick, who is um, very, very happily with Danny's sister, Megan. So we love you shout guys. Shout out to them. We love you guys. <laughs> Megan and Nick. Um, um, but yes, birthdays. So just to rewind, we kind of mentioned that my family was visiting. And just to bury the lead, that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that so, was, it was wild. So what was happening is as we were coming up to the uh, their potential visit, which they were going to come in on the 25th. We, I would say a couple days before that, we started hearing some chitter chatter about some a, rumbling, a hurricane. Will. Now, if you live in Florida, a lot of times you'll get <laughs> texts from or calls from people out of state and they're like, are you okay? There's a hurricane coming. And you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then nothing happens. Hurricane Ian did not play out like this. So we were watching this hurricane just get stronger and stronger and my family did decide that it was in their best interest to not travel here. And it was the right choice. It was the right choice. Um, the tough part about a hurricane is sometimes it can be like, oh, well, let's just go and maybe it'll move another direction because hurricanes are like just finicky like that. Which it did. But it ended up crossing more right in the path of Orlando as well. Right. So my family decided to cancel their trip. So we had a full week off um, and we ended up, you know, not not being able to hang out with them, which, again, that was the right choice. 
Um, we also had a Halloween party we were going to go to on yeah. September 29th. On your birthday. On my actual birthday. Uh, but what Ian en- had other plans. <laughs> yeah. So what ended up happening was, in case you didn't hear, Disney World actually closed down. Yeah. And they closed down on, was it the... Wednesday and Thursday. Wednesday and Thursday. So the 28th and the 29th. Uh, originally, Ian wasn't supposed to hit a straight on. Then, as it got closer, the basically like the eye of the hurricane... In it the was eye a- of the hurricane, <laughs> there is quiet. It literally was supposed to go like right over us. That was a horrendous and, lane impression. And he, <laughs> it was good. See, I was thinking like... You know, they announced Liza. Disney announced at Epcot that they were going to bring DuckTales and then life was like a hurricane. Whoa. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. But uh, luckily, we, you know, we're very safe. We're very grateful for that. Uh, you know, the hurricane did end up moving to the right of us. So right. it didn't hit the eye of the hurricane. It didn't hit us straight on. Correct. Uh, all our thoughts and prayers and yes. everything go out to everybody on the coast who was affected. Especially those down in Fort Myers, Fort Myers Beach, Naples, in that area. They got hit really, really hard. So, yeah. you know, send your thoughts, send your prayers. Uh, look out for, you know, GoFundMes that can help friends and family. Just keep an eye on that kind of stuff because it was a really kind of a horrific situation down there. So uh, our thoughts go out to them. Yeah, so we're we're very grateful um, you know, we were sad to not spend the time with my family, but we were grateful that like we were safe and healthy. Um, I would say the most difficult part about all of this was having to take Simba out to poop in a hurricane. <laughs> he didn't blow away? He did not blow away. I actually made him a tiny poncho so to try to keep him dry. That was pretty creative. I was I was quite impressed with your crafty skills. Well, I cut up a human poncho and I kept putting it on him and then like trying to like tape it together. And so he didn't love it, but at least he was dry. Right. So that ended up working out. But if you guys are, you know, excited to hear about how the week long vacation mode <laughs> went, it didn't. <laughs> it it just didn't happen. Yeah. But again, we're I can't be mad. I can't be upset. No. Everybody is, you know, safe and ha- like healthy. And um where we are, you know, we we sustained very minor like damage and things like that yeah. so and and i know a hurricane is nothing to joke about but i wanted to lighten the mood a little bit where how much of a missed opportunity was it for these hurricanes that develop in the atlantic ocean for hurricanes gaston and hermione to not hit orlando i don't know <laughs> but ian is the one that came here. I, like, I, when I first heard about <laughs> Hurricane Gaston, I was like, he's going to mess up my birthday because he's a Disney villain. But he never even made an appearance. I know. Hurricane Ian. I don't even know anybody named Ian. Yeah. Is there even Ian a fame? Mc- Ian McKellen? And he, he is well loved. So he I is well <laughs> We don't hate that Ian. <laughs> no, we don't hate that Ian. So it was just, it was a bummer. I will say that it was kind of nice to just be forced to stop and do movie marathons and eat snacks yeah. and stuff. <laughs> and, and to kind of follow up with that, we got very, very lucky here in Orlando. We had over 200,000 customers in Orange County, where we live, that lost power, lost internet, all that kind of stuff. We didn't have a single issue with that. So we got very, very lucky. We did have a couple intermittent things afterwards. We but had like a five-second outage like the following day. So It was weird. Yeah, so intermittently afterwards, but, you know, nothing that I would, you know, 
we, we were very, I thought we were going to be sitting in the dark eating Chex Mix on yeah. my birthday. We were, we were prepared. We, we charged like all eight phone battery things oh that my we gosh. have. Um, you know, we bought food and snacks and water and all kinds of stuff beforehand. We didn't go crazy like the people you see on the news in Publix, but uh, we we did our preparations and um, we did also find water, which was a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, um, because one of the concerns is like if anything happens, you you lose water. That's not good. Yep. Uh, but what movies did we watch? Just so we can tell the people what we watched. Uh, we finally watched Luca. So we that watched was, Luca. That was pretty. My good. mom loves that movie, and she was like, "How?" watched it it was okay um we watched brave yeah um i had never seen that one it was i was fun i love that that's so cute i love her as a princess that's like the kind of princesses we need now she's not... got guts yeah she's got guts she she like you know what did she say she she did her archery for her own hand yeah what a girl her destiny lied within her <laughs> <It did. laughs> Um, and then we watched, um, I'd never seen a league of their own. Oh yeah. We watched well, that. The, the reason it's, that's super random, but the reason why we watched that is because Amazon prime just came out with a new series for league of their own. And I was like, I love the original movie. You should watch it. Have you seen it? And you were like, no. And I was like, okay, let's watch it someday. And then we did. It was one of those movies where I feel like what we, we would be like, Hey, have you seen this? And I'd be like, no. And we'd be like, Okay, <laughs> like we'll watch it at some point. Right, exactly. And we also watched Jurassic World 2. Yes, Fallen Kingdom. Our friends from home were watching it, and so we decided to throw it on. We jumped on because um, they had never seen it before. Yep. So it seemed like it was a good time to be watching movies that you'd never seen before. Right. Um, and yeah, overall, you know, we it, it was, you know, it was a great birthday. Bill spoiled me. Him and Simba... Had like, you know, just loved on me the whole day, mm-hmm. and I, I have no complaints. I'm just grateful for everything. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Well, happy belated birthday at this point. Thank you. Um, hope it was a great one, and uh, may we do it again next year. Yeah, we will, but hopefully with n- no hurricane. Don't don't invite Ian, please. <laughs> with uh, no hurricane. However, I do have to say, even though we weren't at Disney, which if you. I don't know if you guys know this, but it is a tradition to go to Chef Mickey's on my birthday. So now that tradition, tradition is, is broken. It's dead. It's, it's just broken. Um, now we can do new traditions. Um, but we actually got to do two character meals before Disney World in shut two down. Days. In two days. So let's talk about the first one that we got to do. Yeah, let's do that. So one of the reasons we had set up character meals is because my family was coming to visit and there were like places and character meals that we wanted to do with them because they had never done them before. They still haven't done them, but they will eventually because these places we loved going to. So let's talk about the first place we went. Yeah. So I, uh, I happened to have some um, coupons that I had to use. Before the end of September. So we decided to go all out and let's go to two character dining meals in two days. Can't let them go to waste. Yeah. And the first one we used was over at Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park at Tusker House. And we have been to Tusker House before twice prior to this visit. So the first time we went was... My birthday. Your birthday in February of 2020. Yes. Right before the Great Sleep. (laughs) great sleep the snap <laughs> yes um the blip <laughs> well here's the thing 
did had you ever been to Tusker House before then? Before then, no. Okay, I I neither. I didn't even know it, it existed. Honestly, I just knew that it was like a place to eat. You know, sometimes when you're just going around the park, you're like, hey, there's a place to eat. We're not gonna eat there. Yeah. And then you just don't worry about it. Well, now that we live here, we did a little research and found out that this place was a you know a character meal that people absolutely loved going to. And we had to find out why. So again, we went for Bill's birthday. We went post-snap or post-COVID. Yep. yep. Um, While the characters were still very much socially distanced and not coming to tables directly. Right. Um, but we decided to make our third time to Tusker House um, over this past week. And we, when we had decided to do that, we were under the understanding, or we thought we didn't look. We didn't. <laughs> we didn't look. But we know we know that a few other uh, character dining experiences have returned to normal with buffets and all that kind of stuff recently. Right. Um, so we kind of just wrongly assumed that Tusker House had done the same. So we went to Tusker House with our reservation, checked in, sat down, and right then and there found out that. It was not a buffet yet. So one of the great things about going to a character dining buffet is how many offerings there are. So we really enjoy doing that because you get to try things that maybe you wouldn't try in other situations. Maybe if you were just ordering one meal, you might not try that. Um, there's Especially with a place like Tusker House, there's going to be so many uh, different flavors and like um, yeah. things that are inspired African by inspired. African inspired that we don't get the opportunity to try. And so, you know, the, the entire buffet is open to you. So you can take a little of this, a little of that. Um, it's the that best thing for your buck. Honestly, it, it really is. And also if you have a full like group of people, not everybody's going to want the same thing. And so it gives everybody the option to like get exactly what they like. So everybody's happy and you get to hang out with the characters right now. The buffet does return on November the 1st, is what we were told That's as soon correct. as we sat down. And it down. says that on the, uh, DisneyWorld.com here. Again, we didn't look. <laughs> the buffet experience will return on November 1st. Check back soon to view the buffet menu. Now, the only real issue that I had, and I was kind of hesitant to sit down. I almost wanted to leave because I wanted to do the buffet because, like I said... The buffets are a little bit more of a bang for your buck with the character meals. You know, you get a ton more selections. You can get as much as you want whenever you want. You don't have to wait for a server. You don't have to ask for it, anything like that. Um, the biggest issue that I have with the uh, with the family-style dining is that it's a very, very limited selection. So when you go to Tusker House currently until Halloween or until October 31st, um, you st you start with two starters. There's a salad, uh, which is like a like a greens salad with a citrus vinaigrette dressing, and then you get some breads. Where it's it was these really really tasty warm like dinner roll type breads, um, and then this really delicious like almost like a thin, tortilla chip, thin tortilla giant like a giant chip that yeah. you would break pieces off of. And then there were three dips. There was a roasted red pepper hummus. There was a coriander and a, a mango chutney, which were all really good. Um, but that was all you got as far as starters go. Yeah, so the salad and then the breads. One thing I will say about the bread, though, is when they bring it to your table, it is warm. It is warm, yeah. I don't know if it, like, I'm assuming it's always warm. I don't remember the first time. But diving into the one of those rolls, oh, it was so good. Yeah. It was a little bit later in the day, too, so we were ready to eat. 
Um, but yeah, so those are your your uh, starters, and they're good, uh, but you know they're not my favorite. Right, and so for entrees, it is again family style. So basically, how it works is they'll bring you as much of whatever you want, you know, for the rest of your experience sitting there. But with the family style, there's only four entrees that you get. You know, you 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 get them all at first unless somebody's allergic to something. So I do just want to say something real quick. When you're saying there's four entrees, um, a lot of times most of it comes in like a giant um, platter. Yeah, it's so almost like a skillet. Type so you're thing. not getting like four different giant like you know things. A lot of it is all kind of mixed together with different options. Right. So um, yeah, let's let's go ahead and talk about what's on there. So the four options for entrees were there was a Moroccan spiced beef, there was a Cape Malay green curry shrimp, there was spit roasted herb chicken, and uh, Burberry marinated pork. And so all of the all four of those had like pieces in the platter that they gave us. And then if you wanted more of whatever, they would bring it out to you. Right. Um, I thought the beef was fantastic. Uh, had the uh, the coriander and, and all that on top of it. I thought that beef was awesome. One huge disappointing thing that I know that you oh, were going to so talk sad. about yeah. is that the last time we went to Tusker House, the curry shrimp was amazing. And it was these big, like juicy shrimp that were perfectly cooked. I guess you would say like they're jumbo shrimp maybe? They were jumbo shrimp, yeah. And now that, that curry shrimp uh, entree was on a bed of rice with like these tiny little salad shrimp that you had to kind of dig through it to find. Yeah, what kind of shrimp are those? Are salad they, shrimp. They're salad shrimp? Yeah. yeah so they were salad shrimp. Uh, it was, I. that was the the part I was looking forward to the most, the uh, green curry shrimp, because last time it was just like absolutely delicious. Yeah. That was my go-to. And this time, like Bill said, you basically had to dig to find like a little dinky shrimp. Right. And, and what you did find was really good, but it, it but was it was disappointing. Good. Not was disappointing. but not as good. Um, the spit roasted herb chicken I found to be incredibly disappointing. Um, it was very dry. You know, it's some it felt like you know that typical roasted or grilled chicken that's kind of sits out for a little bit longer than it should outside of you know marination or juices anything like that. It was a little dry. The skin was good. The the chicken inside was a little dry, but. Um, we did not get any more of that after the first no, platter. There isn't any like situation I can think of that we've ever been like, bring me more chicken. Right. Um, not that I can think of in this moment, but, but yeah, um, the pork was very good. The pork was good. I was gonna I was gonna mention that, but yes, the pork was very very good, very seasoned, very flavorful. Um, a, a little bit fatty in parts, but that it, that comes with you know that pork. kind of meat. <laughs> um, but so the entrees were were okay. The beef was good. The pork was good. The chicken was not great, and the curry shrimp was disappointing. Um, and then we there was also sides that came with it as well. Um, there were uh, like a, like a green bean carrots and corn mix. There was uh, a, this nice white jasmine rice that was so actually good. really tasty. It was very buttery, very salty. Um, there was roasted potatoes that were also very good. And then the star. Of the, Tusker House, the absolute star <laughs> is the house-made macaroni and cheese, and it is not like the any mac and cheese you've had on property. It is three cheese. It is like that white ch uh, cheese macaroni and cheese, and it's so thick. It is so creamy. It is so good, and I would still say it's the best mac and cheese on property. Yes, and the first time we had it, our uh, server told us 
like we were like why is this so good and they were like because mickey makes it in the back and i was like <laughs> that i accept that answer yeah so uh yes i i will always grab that mac and cheese and oh, yeah. usually here's the thing i usually don't try to grab like things like mac and cheese because i know they're gonna fill me up right um and I want to try all sorts of different things, but that mac and cheese is so good. They should call it magical mac and cheese. I know that doesn't <laughs> go with the theme, but they it should. is magical mac and cheese. But the, that, and then there was uh, some dessert offerings. There was three of them, I believe, right? Yes. One was a, um, and they could always change them around. One was a brownie that had um, a little white chocolate uh, tree of life. That was like a caramel fudge brownie, right? Uh, if I remember right, yes, it was really caramel rich, kind of thick. Yeah, it almost had like these sparkles on it. Like yeah. it was really pretty. That's the thing. Um, in a, in a day where people are looking for things that are Instagrammable, you know, somebody could definitely take that and make it Instagrammable. Um, and then there was a, a there, nut, there was um, like a bumblebee colored type dessert, which was my favorite because it was super light, not very sweet, and it had this like moussey tiramisu type uh, consistency. And it was by far the best of the three. And then the third one was your typical Disney cupcake. It had uh, orange icing and two chocolate Mickey ears uh, sitting on top of it. But the chocolate Mickey ears were like had animal print on it. Yeah. So here's the thing about the desserts. Everything was very themed. Like it was very cute, very themed. Um, they, you know, when they brought it to the table, it looks nicer than just dropping a cupcake on your table. Right. But we're not big dessert people. Um, I would say definitely the brownie was really good, um, just very rich. And then the bumblebee dessert was the star for us, at yes. least. Uh, let's talk about the character experience because that changed. That was the biggest change since the last time we went, um, aside from the shrimp being changed. Um, what did you think of the character experience? So I love character dining. The other day, Bill and I were watching um, Disney on Ice with Encanto. And at the very end, Mickey and Minnie and, you know, all the characters came out. And I got emotional because I remember as a kid going to see, like, you know, Disney on Ice or, like, seeing, you know, Mickey and Minnie at the mall at the Disney store and that was like the only time I would get to see the characters. And I am like a full on Mickey stan. I love Mickey and Minnie and Goofy and Pluto. And I love all the classic characters. Obviously, Steamboat Willie. Um, but the thing is, uh, you know, you, you got to see them few and far between. And now we get to see them all the time. So I got emotional when we were watching that. And for me... Seeing, doing a character meal is always special. It always makes me smile. I always get stupid giddy. Um, and I love taking pictures with like all of the characters. I love taking selfies with them. Um, I think that that's super fun. And I really love getting to just like interact with them. And some of them, it's always a different experience because sometimes, you know, they're more... A little bit more fun yeah and um and sometimes they're just like hey i'm here have a hug have a picture right but overall i loved the character experience i missed being able to like hug and take pictures with the characters that was a big downer for a long time and i'm so excited that's back um another thing is i love watching the people around us interact with characters like the kids and stuff. There was a table next to us where they had two kids 
Um, and <laughs> Daisy came up and this little kid like hugged her and wrapped one of his legs around her. <laughs> he was trying to get picked up. It was yeah, but it was really funny. And then the little girl, like she was just so cute, like hugging everybody. Um, and a lot of times they'll bring like their stuffed animals. Like one of them had like a Daisy and she was like, look, Daisy. And Daisy's like, oh gosh, look at me. Oh my gosh. I love you so much. And it's just really like heartwarming to be in that environment. Sure. Um, how, how, how did you like the character interaction? I had a good time. Uh, I'm not, you know, huge into the whole character thing, but I do love when Mickey Mouse comes to my table. I mean, how awesome is that? Um, and there was one really funny interaction where uh, Donald was coming up from behind me, and I knew he was coming, and Danny was taking a video. And so I did this one thing where I was sipping my pog juice, which is amazing. Um, and kind of like side-eyed him and then he like kind of side-eyed me and it was like it looks at him it looks at me <laughs> um, and then he tapped me on the uh, the the brim of my hat and was like oh <laughs> it was a really funny interaction yeah um, and we took some great selfies too like Danny said we took some great selfies and so if you want to see those selfies uh, go subscribe to our patreon page patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers right now for as little as a couple bucks a month you can help us continue um our journey to um the the magical end of the road whatever that may be you help um, us grow you help us grow you help our business you help you know, everything that we have uh going on here it, it is so helpful we we would greatly appreciate you checking out patreon.com slash couple of park hoppers we'll be posting those pictures and selfies from tusker house there and that's the only place where you can see them so go check it out um but yeah overall tusker house i had a decent experience but i would not me personally i would not go back until the buffet starts because for me you know you're looking at the menu here we're looking at two starters four entrees and five sides so that's a total of 11 options Whereas buffets sometimes have upwards of 40 to 50 options that you can try. So for me, I don't think I would go back until the buffet returns to Tusker House. Right. But it's always a great experience in the Tusker House. Right. Um, I, I definitely wouldn't go back until the, you know, the buffet comes back because I'd like to, especially with the shrimp, what they did to the shrimp. Sure. Yeah. Um, but overall, I think it was a great experience. Um, the only downer was after we left, we were going to do some stuff at Animal Kingdom. And the hurricane was already starting to like throw some weather our way. Yep. And we got like a torrential downpour mm -hmm. and just kind of tapped out. And we're like, we're full. We're done. Yeah. Let's leave. <laughs> Ian, Ian was letting, him, letting us know that he was coming early. Right, right. So, um, so it was great. We only went there for that. That's all we did, and it was totally worth it. And for just for saying worth it reasons, Tusker House that we did lunch. It was fifty five dollars per adult plus tax and gratuity, and it's thirty six dollars per child plus tax and gratuity. So it is when I say a bang for your buck, it's a lot more worth it to do the buffet just solely for the significantly more options right. and availability of food for you to get at any given time. Right. All right. So we said that we did two different character meals in two different days. And indeed we did. And let's talk about character experience number two. So this character experience is one that I didn't know existed. And I actually reached out to my mom before they were going to come visit. 
and thinking that maybe she had done this before or maybe she had heard about it and she hadn't heard about it. And she's usually like, you know, knows about all this stuff. And what this is, is storybook dining. You get to meet Snow White, Dopey, Grumpy, and the Queen. Yes, she's not evil yet. She, well, well, yeah, she's you, the queen. You just know she's but um, you get to dine with them in the enchanted forest. And this is something that, again, we've never done before. Now, this is also a dining reservation that is very difficult to get. Um, I actually want you to talk a little bit about how difficult it was to get this dining reservation. Oh, my gosh. It is so incredibly difficult. It's almost impossible unless you get it right at your 60-day window or... If you use an alternative method like we did for on a website called mousedining.com. And what that is, is basically you sign up for alerts that you get to your email. There's several different variations of this site. Some of them cost money for these alerts. But mousedining.com in particular, not a sponsor. Uh, you could be, though. Um, they give you six free alerts that you can sign up for. So... Prior to Hurricane Ian kind of messing everything up, we were trying to find a dining reservation for Artist Point on one of basically four particular days. We were looking for the 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th, 30th. When my family was supposed yeah, to be visiting. Whatever day we were looking for, I don't recall exactly, but um, it was just about every day of their trip just to see if we could get a reservation. It was almost like if we could get it, we were going to make it happen. <laughs> exactly. So um, about two or three days before... Ian, I ended up landing a reservation for uh, for the day that we went to Artist Point. And so we booked it, and unfortunately that their trip ended up getting canceled, and we modified the reservation down to two people because we still wanted to go and use the, the lucrative coupon uh, yes. <laughs> before it expired at the end of the month. And with Ian coming and the closures happening, we weren't sure if we were going to be able to make it happen after the hurricane. So we decided to go and do Artist Point, and man, am I glad we did. So am I. Um, one thing I do want to mention is every time you got the email and you respond, like you checked immediately, sometimes it was already gone within seconds, oh, right? yeah. Like there's so many people that probably sign up for these alerts, and any time that was like outside of the 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. range, anything outside of that, like during the day at any time, it was basically gone the second it was alerted to anybody. Um, but we got really fortunate. I ended up getting a, a reservation later in the evening when probably less people are checking their emails. Right. Um, but I was being a little neurotic about it because I wanted to get the darn reservation. Yeah. Well, um, and we did. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about uh, briefly is first off the times that it's available and then the cost of this dining. Correct. So Artist Point is available every single day. It is at Disney's Wilderness Lodge. Um, it is in the back left corner of the main lobby building of the Wilderness Lodge. It is a little bit of a pricey diner, a uh, dinner. It is $60 per adult plus tax and gratuity. And for children, it's $39 per adult plus tax and gratuity. And like Danny did mention, it is a character meal, which is always more expensive, which is the reasoning for that cost. And what was the other the question you uh, had asked the me? The time that you can sign up. Because that's one of the other reasons this is a, such a you know, a rare dining experience. It's, it's a lucrative reservation because it's only from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. is when you can actually dine at Artist Point. 
or, or get a reservation at Artist Point. The last reservation is 8.50. The first one is 4 o'clock p.m. So it's only for dinner at Storybook Dining at Artist Point with Snow White at Disney's Wilderness Lunch. So when you first walk in, um, it's absolutely wonderful. They walk you through the Enchanted Forest. And the Enchanted Forest is just absolutely stunning above you. There's lights and sparkles, and it's literally like walking into a fairy tale. Now, let me kind of explain what you mean further. This is not Rainforest Cafe. No. It's not like trees on trees on trees on trees. It's like these beautifully sculpted branches with lights on them that are like strewn throughout the restaurant. It's not like you're in the forest. Right. It's just very, very beautifully but lightly forest themed. Right. But it is considered what's the it's considered the enchanted forest. Right. Now um I I thought that the the ambiance already walking in, I was like, whoa, this is an elevated dining experience. Yes. Oh, one hundred percent. So they walk us to our table and let's go over the menu of everything that they had brought to us. Yeah. So it is a uh, basically a prefix dining. Um, it's not prepaid, but it's it's prefix. You you get what you get and then you get a choice of something in the middle. So um, there are shared appetizers. There's three of them. Um, the first one is a wild mus- mushroom bisque with a crispy mushroom. Um, there is a hunter's pie, which is a turkey and chicken meatball, I guess, of sorts. Right. Um, black truffle cranberry preserve and crispy sauerkraut. And then there's a wicked shrimp cocktail, which is uh, with Bloody Mary vinaigrette, seaweed salad, and spiced housemade seasoning. Um, the all-star of these three appetizers was far and away... The wild mushroom bisque. It was so good. Um, our waiter was so awesome. He actually brought us another little uh, shot of the bisque. Yeah. So the, the the theming is fantastic in this place. Yeah. And the little the the little soup bowls for the appetizers that they got were like miniature cauldrons that were basically held the amount of a shot glass yeah. of the soup. Maybe like a, like a large shot glass, but yeah. still a shot glass. Maybe like six or seven spoonfuls. This is not like a <laughs> cup or a bowl of soup like you would imagine. Right. I wish it had been. Oh, yeah. But, um, Take away w- the other two. Give me like a giant bowl of that to start. Yeah. And <laughs> so when they bring out all the appetizers, there's actually a, um, I don't know what you would call the thing with the leaves it's on it. It's almost like a tree tray. Yeah, like a tray. And it, ha- it has three leave like spaces for leaves which is permanently on your table right and so when they bring the appetizers they place all of those on the leaves and it looks really really nice yeah it just makes it feel fancier and if you want to see this stuff that we're talking about head over to youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers you can actually see we did a video that night that we went to artist point and you can see what these dishes look like, and you can see what the tree trays look like, and the enchanted forest, and the rest of the experience that we're about to talk about. YouTube.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Yeah. Now, the core of the story entrees, we got to choose one of those, and let's go through. Do you want to go through all of them? Yeah, we can We can touch them all. So there looks like seven options. Uh, there are seven options of the uh, entree, which you choose one. So the appetizers, you got each one. They're shared appetizers. You get all of them. And then uh, the core of the story entrees, you choose one. So you had a choice of the cottage beef stroganoff. Um, you had a stroll through nature, which is kind of like a vegetarian-based dish. You had the Brothers Grim Herb Chicken, the Sorceress Spell of Trickin' Chicken, 
uh, which is actually not chicken, uh, is plant-based chicken. Um, that right. sounds so wrong saying that. <laughs> yeah. Um, royal rib prime roast, a magic mirrors slow braised pork shank, which we were told by the waiter that is the best thing on the menu, even though neither one of us ended up getting it. Um, and then the last uh, option is Bashful's Butter Poached Sustainable Fitch, Fish, which I believe was he said was a salmon, correct? He was salmon that night, yeah. Gotcha. So that does change. Um, now, I ended up going with the cottage beef stroganoff. Uh, it had the tender beef, so it was the same beef from the Royal Prime Rib Roast. Correct. So, um, and it had preserved vegetables, which almost tasted like pickled. Yeah, they did. They, they yeah. had a really good flavor. Uh, the spatzel. Um, mushrooms and aged cow's milk cheese, which sounds weird, but it's just cheese. And who oh, doesn't love cheese? Cheese comes <laughs> from cows. I know, but it's it. <laughs> I, I'm not like I would like to eat some aged cow's milk cheese, please. I'd yeah, say no, I, I gotcha. like cheese, but um, I absolutely loved this. It was so good, so tasty, and the portion size was just right. It wasn't too big. It wasn't too small. Uh, it was. It was a really delicious entree. Now, what did you get? I ended up getting the, because I wanted to get the most bang for my buck, I figured that the prime rib would be, you know, the best value for me. Um, and so I got the roll prime rib roast, which came with horseradish, mashed potato, carrots, and juice. And also this other thing that wasn't listed, which was this giant, like, circular croissant type flaky bread over. thing. A pop over, if you will. And it was really good. Um, kind of ripped off little pieces, and it was very like buttery and and crispy and soft at the same time. And then I dipped it in the mashed potato, which was awesome. And then uh, tried some of Danny's stroganoff with that on it, and just everything together just meshed really well. And it was a really really solid entree for me. Awesome. Well. Those were our choices, and I think we were happy with both of them. Yeah. I might still get the same thing when I go back. Would I'm, you get the same I thing? I might get the pork shank next oh, time. Oh, yeah. Just because of how highly the waiter talked about it. Uh, I was very torn between the rib roast and the pork shank, but I was also really hungry, and I figured the roast would be bigger. So <laughs> I ended up with the with the royal prime rib, which was a great choice. A little bit, a little bit on the fatty side, but what wasn't fatty was amazing. Yeah, so after we ate that, um, they brought us the dessert. Um, now, the sweet ending shared dessert. So that consisted of four different desserts. So you got, did get all of them, just like with the appetizers. And those were Miner's Treasures, Cookies and Cream, Panna Cotta, and Chocolate Gems. A Poison Apple, Dark Chocolate, Apple Mousse, and with a Sour Center. The Fairy Tale Gooseberry Tart with Meringue and Gooseberry. And the hunter's gift to the queen, which was actually just little tiny dark chocolate hearts. Yeah, we'll <laughs> kind of explain what that is in a second. But um, of the three that they brought out first, the miner's treasures, the poison apple, and the fairy tale gooseberry tart, which one was your favorite? Uh, my favorite was the uh, the fairy tale gooseberry tart because it actually had a little dopey hat, so it was really <laughs> cute. Yeah. yeah. Um, and oh, actually, you know what? The miner's treasures did. The fairy tale gooseberry tart was just delicious. I'm, I'm getting them confused because that was my second favorite. That's right. The Miner's Treasure was my second favorite. What about yours? Uh, Miner's Treasures was by far my favorite. Um, I really liked the consistency of the, the panna cotta and the cookies and cream flavor was really subtle. It wasn't very sweet. And when it comes to desserts, I don't like very, very sweet, you know, rich type things. So it was delicious for me because it wasn't, you know, uber sweet. 
Uh, Poison Apple was probably the least best of the three. I think we would agree on that. Yeah. Uh, the dark chocolate apple mousse and sour center kind of had a weird taste to it. Well, for me, well, I think the least best was the hunter's gift to the queen. Well, well, yeah. Out of the three, though. But for pizzazz, it's the best one. That's fair. It's <laughs> definitely fair. And why do we say that? Because if you go to our video, youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers, you can see exactly what the presentation looks like minus the fog or the dry ice that comes along with it. But basically how the hunter's gift to the queen works is that the waiter comes out with the box that the queen gives to the hunter to bring back Snow White's heart right. in the movie. Um, and so normally they come out with the with the box and they open the box and like the fog shoots out and then they uh, have a little um, what's the word I'm thinking of like tongs, a, tongs yeah tongs to pick out uh, chocolate hearts to put on your table um, one for each person but it was Danny's birthday and he actually ended up giving us a couple extras which couple was extras. which was cool yeah um, but it was a lot of pizzazz for basic dark chocolate hearts which i love dark chocolate so, so i was loving it but uh, <laughs> but danny does not like dark chocolate i had one and i was like the rest are for you yeah. <laughs> so i got three chocolate hearts for her birthday <laughs> <laughs> so um overall i thought it was a really cool experience let's talk about the character stuff now like we did with tusker house so one thing I want to talk about first is okay. how they come out. Yes. So why don't you touch on that? Yeah. So uh, there's a little bit of an announcement. Uh, the, the guy comes over the loudspeaker and he's like, please welcome Dopey and Grumpy. And then they come out and they're to the little silly song like the. Do, 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 do. I can't. I can't remember how it goes. Right. They um, dance around to a song. Yeah. That's the song. Yeah, the one um, from the movie. So Dopey and Grumpy are like, or Dopey's like dancing around like a little goofball, and then Grumpy's like, yeah, I'm whatever. just gonna march to the beat. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. It's really funny. It's all in our video. You can go check it out. Um, but that's how they come out, and then they start making rounds to the tables. And then there's an announcement saying that um, Snow White is coming. You know, she's the fairest one of them all and, and whatever the announcement says. And then she comes out and starts dancing with Dopey and Grumpy. And it was really, really cute. It was, it was awesome to see her come out and they're, they're kind of dancing over in like the main entrance area. And then there's also another announcement, which is way more evil. <laughs> and they're like... Please welcome the queen. And then she walks out and she's like, <laughs> and she's like doing her like, I'm grumpy face and waving and like, hmm, I'm better than you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so uh, the way that the characters made their entrance was really cool. And then the queen doesn't go table to table. She goes over to this photo op area. After you get an invitation from your waiter. Correct. You're supposed to get an invitation from your waiter. We did not. We just walked over. <laughs> Maybe they, she didn't want to see us. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but we just kind of walked over on the way out and ended up meeting her. But they asked us for an invitation, which we then showed on our video so you can see it. Um, but Snow White, Grumpy, Dopey all make their rounds to the tables. Dopey and Grumpy kind of a little bit more time spending at the tables, whereas Snow White is, you know, obviously it's her place. It's her party. She's very in demand. So she kind of bounces around a little bit quicker. And the queen, like I said, does not bounce around. She kind of stays at the photo op area in the front. Yeah. And there is one more song. I believe it's to Hi Ho, where Snow White 
dopey and grumpy dance that's in the middle. Right. That's right. And so um, the queen does not dance, though. Um, but they all interact. And every time they come out, they actually go throughout the entire restaurant, you know, just allowing everybody dancing. to see them. Right. And so I really loved that. It just was so much fun and so, like, joyful to watch. Uh, I will say my favorites are always going to be um, characters like Dumpy and Gro... Uh, I said Dumpy D- again. Dumpy and Gropey. I s- <laughs> Dumpy and Gropey. What is he groping? Uh, the, the the food, of course. There you go. There you um, go. Grumpy and Dopey. Dumpy I keep combining them. Oh, my goodness. She did it in the video, too. I, I had did to it in the video. It. Um, <laughs> so uh, they come around, and they're really fun to interact with. Um, Snow White is... Uh, what's called a face character, which yes. basically means... You see a face. You see a face. Um, and for me, I always have a little bit of trouble interacting with some of the face characters because sometimes, uh, you know, we do They're don't, so in character. They're so in character, and it's a little bit hard to, like, interact with them. So that's always my least favorite. Yeah. But still, I enjoy interacting and oh, getting yeah. those photos because I, I don't think I've ever gotten a photo with Snow White. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, and another thing, while the characters were coming out and doing their thing, um, especially during the dancing and the the entrances, the Enchanted Forest that we were talking about, the lighting was changing and then all the little blinky lights on the trees and, and the branches and stuff started going crazy. So it was uh, a really cool experience, really awesome ambiance during those parts. Yeah. So overall, um, I definitely want to bring my family to Storybook Dining. My sister's favorite is Dopey, and getting to see him so much and dancing around, um, I actually got all emotional because I was like, Katie's going to love You're such a sap. This. I am a sap. Uh, but she gets all excited seeing Dopey in the parade. Imagine if she gets to like hang out with him at dinner, and I just... I love it. I, I think that if you can get this reservation, 100% go to, it to, go to it. It is such a cool and unique experience and not one that's easy to grab. Yeah, so we had an awesome time. Two days in a row, both very fun character experiences, uh, pricey dinners. <laughs> but um, it is what it is, and you, you have fun at Disney while you're here. Um, one more thing we wanted to kind of touch on before we get out of here yeah. is... Um, for lack of a better term, a little bit of an obsession. <laughs> um, I purchased, uh, almost a month ago at this point, uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley for the Nintendo Switch. And Danny has never been a big gamer by any means. Nope. Not even a little bit. But this game has got her all kinds of stuck in all Dreamlight ma- Valley. I'm all magically shook up. So what is Disney Dreamlight Valley? You have to tell the people about this one. So first off, this was something that was being discussed as being like Animal Crossing, but Disney, like, but as if Disney took it over. I had never played Animal Crossing because I just didn't. I figured that I, there were like, if I started playing, I would continue playing. Uh, And I was just kind of like, I'm going to avoid that put Disney on it, game changer, let's go. So Bill bought it for the Switch. It is available on other platforms as well, and I believe it's going to be available through mobile. What I didn't know, and I don't know if you, I don't think you knew this either, was it's actually not coming out until 2023, officially. And the game is actually going to be free to play. 
So essentially, I guess games do this thing where you get early access to games. Um, to you get uh, like found different founders prizes basically. So like, there's a little chocolate crocodile who's my companion who you can't get when the game comes out. Um, and then you get different like just different things in the game. And then I believe you get like some kind of currency that you're not going to get when the game is free to play. So right now you can't spend any money on it um, other than purchasing the game like right off the bat. So it was $30 to purchase the game, correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay. So just to kind of give you an idea, it's described as an Animal Crossing inspired life sim populated by the world's most fiercely defended intellectual property. So that's one of the things that is really cool is that a lot of times you don't get Disney stuff. So this was like, oh, I can like I can play this and it's a very like unique and special thing. Now, Disney Dreamlight Valley, what you do is you start off by creating like a you start off by creating a version of yourself. So I believe they call it a sim. Is does that sound I'm correct? Sure, yeah. I am so like an not an avatar. You create yourself to look like you or ho however you want it to look. Then once you're all set, it drops you into this valley, but not with very much like help instruction. <laughs> so that's where it lost me. Yeah. So right off the bat, Merlin comes up to you and tells you like, <laughs> he's like, hey, um, this thing called the forgetting happened and this Disney Dreamlight Valley is in disarray and needs your help. So you're like, all right, I don't know what that means. But you st slowly start to figure out that you are trying to bring the this magical world back to its former place, like where it used to be. Now, the unique thing about this is it's not like you would imagine, like when I think of Disney characters, I usually think of like, Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Pluto, Donald, Daisy are all kind of like chilling on the same street. They got their houses. They hang out for dinner. Like in, you know, if I was going to create something. Toy Story, uh, you know, those characters live in, you know, down the street from Pizza Planet. Uh, Moana and Maui live on the island and go sailing and, and stuff. It's not like this here. They all live in the valley. So what you have to do is you actually end up unlocking different characters and you have to bring them to the valley and everything you do in Disney Dreamlight Valley is a positive thing. So whether you're picking up something, you're cleaning up something, you're harvesting something, you're interacting with characters, um, everything make like is a positive thing. There's nothing that's like negative, which is really nice in a game because we play Mario and I have had to restart that like a gazillion times. times. Now, each time you unlock a character and you spend time with them, you go up in friendship levels. And it's so much fun to be like, hey, Donald, do you want to hang out and far like harvest crops? And as you go up in friendship levels, he's like, you know, just he can do more stuff. So um, currently the only uh, the only characters available are going to be Merlin, Wally, Maui and Moana. Remy, Ariel, Prince Eric, Ursula, Anna, Elsa, and Kristoff, uh, Mother Gothel, <laughs> Donald Duck, Goofy, 
Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, and Scrooge McDuck. Now, you have so much control over this, it's wild. So you build their houses, you can change things in their houses, you go visit them. Um, for some reason, Donald, or I'm sorry, not Donald, um, Goofy has a stall in the valley that when you need to make money, you go and sell him stuff. So like <laughs> Goofy's just hemorrhaging money over there. Yeah, so like I'll buy pumpkin seeds from him and I'll come back and be like, okay, now give me more, like give me money. I'm going to sell you the pumpkins I grew. So like there's different ways to get currency so you can move on. And then everything you do, you earn something called Dreamlight. Now Dreamlight is what unlocks other things. So in order for you to continue like making the valley more magical and back to what it used to be, you have to go through and do all of these, you know, things, but all of them are fun. Like something will be like, Hey, Wally lost this. Can you help him find it? The characters will come up to you and ask for help for things. Wally. You'll be standing there like fishing with Goofy and Maui will come over and be like, you're welcome. Yeah. Literally. He'll be like, I bet you've never seen somebody like me. And then you'll catch a I'm fish. I'm a demigod. <laughs> and then everybody will like do the like celebrate. It's just the most wild world <laughs> I've ever been in. <laughs> I was telling Bill the other night that there was a quest because there's all these quests that you do. There's so many different things. And I know that they're going to change things. But I helped Ariel because she can't find Prince Eric. Okay. So I had to do a quest to find a statue. So... It was a statue of Prince Eric. So I had to go to all the other characters because all of them had found the pieces. So you have to go to each character and talk to them. Then you go back to Ariel and she's like, I hope he's okay. Maybe if we put the statue up, he'll come back. But then while she's waiting for Prince Eric, Wally is like, I love, like, you know how Wally loves like Wally. trash and like stuff that's like Eva. very human, like, like a, what are they called? Uh, in, uh, not a, uh, not thingamajigs. Um, so basically, Wally and Ariel both love human garbage, which sounds really weird. <laughs> thingamabobs. But yeah, thingamabobs. Um, she's, got, she's got plenty. Yeah. Um, she's got 20. She probably has more in Dreamlight Valley. But there was a whole quest where I was finding a um, a bowling pin, a light bulb, and like one other thing for Wally so he could trade with Ariel because both of them love found human objects. That's so bizarre. And so <laughs> so Ariel and Wally are like bonding Ariel. over their like trading of stuff. Like she's like, have you ever heard of a light bulb? And he's like, wow. Ah. <laughs> so overall, I absolutely love this game. Um, I will say this is a game that will suck you in so hard. It's not even funny. You've heard of a rabbit hole. Then there's a whole nother size hole with this game. Yeah. So there's just so much stuff to do and you never die in the game. So there's no like, oh, I'll go until like I die. You don't. You There's always additional stuff being added. Like, I don't think there's a good stopping point ever. And it's so magical and fun. I absolutely love this game. New characters are going to get added. I hope to see things like Winnie the Pooh. Oh, Baba. Um, I, a scar is going to be added. The yes. Toy Story characters. Um, I know Stitch is supposed to be in there. Um, I mean, but if you think about it, like, you could literally put anything in there. 
You could do Peter Pan. You could do the characters from Aladdin. Any, if you're listening, whatever your favorite character is. It's a whole new world of possibilities. There is no end to what they can do. And right now, it is literally like in this space where it's still small enough where it's not like, oh gosh, (laughs) like it'll never end. But it's just so much fun and I love it. it. Everybody I talk to about this is like, oh my gosh, I've been playing this. I can't ever put it down. So I think there's a whole community of people who are having a blast with it. I will warn you, if you buy buy the game, you do not interact with other humans at this point. So you're not going to other people's like farms or whatever, like you do an Animal Crossing. However, um, I don't know if they're going to change that. The other thing is be prepared for crashes. How many times have you heard me be like... Oh my God. There's so many bugs in this pre-release version of the game. Um, It does crash quite a bit, but it doesn't ruin your experience. You can kind of basically just go right back because it does auto-save quite a bit. Um, So it does go back to right around the previous point before the crash. Right. Or there's also like little bugs that you kind of have to wait it out. So one time I had a quest where I had to go back and visit Elsa so I could open her ice castle that I built for her. However... She was already in the ice castle, and I couldn't go in to get her. And what a so brat. I, so I had to wait for the game to like realize that we weren't there yet until I could finish that like tiny quest. Got it. So the thing is, there's never, there's always something to do. It's always fun, and it's just so joyful and happy. Like what 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 other game? Like you open it up, and Mickey comes up to you, and it's like, oh, I'm so happy to see you today. Or when you say bye to Donald, he's like, I had so much fun. Be good. <laughs> My only issue with that game is the fact that I can't in, today, put it down. <laughs> in today's technology, and like the way that processing chips work, and all that kind of stuff. Why on earth do we still have to read paragraphs on these games? Why can't we get voiceovers and get them saying the entire sentences rather than just Merlin? You read like three lines, but he, all he goes is, aha! Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what You're I mean? You're not wrong. I mean, that's kind of what took me out of it. I do think that, um, you know, for some people, they enjoy reading these. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, they do need to have. I mean, I guess you could turn it on like subtitles, but I, my best guess is it allows for them to continue like making more things without having to get these people and in and doing voiceovers. I mean, that's, that's fair. And that's a very, very valid point. It's just, it it feels like a little bit more effort could have been put in. Well, it's not out yet. (laughs) Sure. But I'd be shocked if it was full voiceovers when it came out. I mean, I will say, well, they don't do full voiceovers of like what's being written on the screen. So I do see your point when it comes to that. But overall, if you're the type to enjoy those games, I highly recommend it. Be careful. You might be like me and realize that hours of your life have gone by and you haven't left Disney Dreamlight Valley. So... That is one thing that I dove into, and I am definitely trying to cut back on it just because the first time I played, it got really, really fun, and I really loved it. But, uh, you know, it's just one of those things to do when you have some downtime. Yeah. So before we get out of here, is there anything else you wanted to discuss? Yes, I did want to mention one thing. We have um, a contest this week only for our Patreon. Yes. For this, we are going to close it on the 8th. That doesn't mean you're going to miss out on October's giveaway. We are going to have a giveaway 
every month. And again, this is you're not joining our Patreon for the giveaways. You're joining to support us and by thanking you and like for us to thank you, we're doing these giveaways for you because we know how much you guys love magic mail. Now, for this first week, it's a <laughs> rope dropping exclusive. Yeah, you're rope dropping our Patreon, yeah. joining in the first week. Uh, for as little as $3 a month and everywhere up to $25 a month, if you have the means to do so, we would greatly, greatly appreciate the support. Um, but by getting in before 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time on October 8th, you will be eligible to win this not-so-scary prize pack. Do you want to talk about what it is? Yeah, sure. So it's stuff you can't buy. So it's stuff you can't buy. So we actually went ahead and decided that we were going to Add in one of the not-so-scary lithographs that yeah. you can only get at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. So that is not something you can go on and, uh, like, go and buy on Shop Disney or anything. Um, we are giving you a, a park map from Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween from this year. There's an exclusive park map that they give out only for partygoers. Yes. And... We're going to, we have the trick-or-treat bag that you have to pick up when you go trick-or-treating. Yeah, they say, let's boo this with Vampire Mickey, and then there's a giant 50th anniversary on the back. Very, very cool collector's item. And then uh, the one of the big pieces of this, on top of all the stuff that you can't buy that we just talked about, is you get a mummy Mickey Mouse popcorn bucket. So this is an amazing popcorn bucket. P- they've been... People have been trying to grab them, and we want to offer them to you and to be able to say thank you for joining our Patreon on week one and rope dropping it with us. Now, for those of you who aren't entirely familiar with what we mean by popcorn bucket, we're not talking like an actual bucket. We're talking a straight-up Mickey Mouse-shaped thing that has a latch in the back where you can dump popcorn in. It is very cool. It's very cute. He's dressed like a mummy. And it's a really cool Halloween season collector's item that you can only get in the parks. Uh, but we have one for you if you are one of the first people to sign up with the Patreon. Patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers. You need to sign up for any tier by October 8th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. So aside from that, we are excited to be visiting the parks. We kind of, again, got our all of our plans changed by mother nature so we're excited to be visiting the parks more we've got halloween stuff happening we've got uh, all sorts of holiday stuff on the way just overall i'm very excited to go through the holidays and just to bring all of these things to you and phantasmic will come back at some point but we don't know when so you'll be the (laughs) first to hear about that (laughs) we hope yes but we'll see but Make sure that you're subscribed everywhere. Um, And again, take a look at that Patreon. It means so much to us for you guys to give us your support. We love that you listen every week. And overall, we're so excited for everything that we have going on for the rest of 2022. Thanks for listening to a couple of Park Hoppers podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Park Hoppers Show. Visit YouTube.com slash a couple of park hoppers and subscribe to our channel for theme park videos, live streams, and more. And don't miss out on your chance to play your part in the magic by visiting patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the parks. parks.